On December 25th, Christians all over the world celebrate the birthday of Jesus, Christ's Mass, or Christmas. But the stories in the New Testament never talk about the date when Jesus was born. There are only two Gospels that talk about the birth of Jesus, Matthew and Luke, and both of them agree on a lot of things. They agree on the place of Jesus' birth, Bethlehem. They agree on the name of his mom and dad, Joseph and Mary. And they generally agree on the time when he was born, under the reign of Herod the Great. But there is no mention when in the calendrical year this occurred. So why December 25th? A super popular theory today is that the ecclesiastical authorities chose December 25th to coincide with a Roman holiday, either to help spread Christianity or to put a Christian label on an already popular pagan holiday. What is paganism? Well, the contemporary idea of paganism comes from ancient Europe's pre-Christian religions. Greek mythology is itself a form of paganism, although the actual word pagan only really came into popular usage after the development of Christianity. Christians would use the label in order to differentiate it from Abrahamic religions. But what exactly is paganism, if not Christianity, Islam, or Judaism? Well, historically, it referred to country dwellers and was actually a pejorative term to describe a number of alternative faiths. But in modern times, the neo-pagan movement has become associated with Wicca, or pagan witchcraft, which was invented by an Englishman in the mid-20th century. It was based on the idea that witches are not followers of Satan, as had been believed, but rather followers of a pre-Christian religion. Likewise, Druidism, another form of paganism, is on the rise. In pre-Christian Britain, Druids were the priests of mostly Western European Celtic societies. But today, they are a loosely connected group which identifies less as a religious movement and more of a spiritual one. Like Wiccans, Druids revere nature, but they don't follow any sacred text or adhere to a strict set of beliefs. Other relatively modern mythologies, such as New Wave, Heathenry, and Shamanism, are also considered neo-pagan religions. In fact, since the word pagan generally refers to most of the world's non-Abrahamic religions, This is the sun. As far back as 10,000 BC, history is abundant with carvings and writings reflecting people's respect and adoration for this object. And it is simple to understand why, as every morning the sun would rise, bringing vision, warmth, and security, saving man from the cold, blind, predator-filled darkness of night. Without it, the cultures understood, the crops would not grow, and life on the planet would not survive. These realities made the sun the most adorned object of all time. Likewise, they were also very aware of the stars. The tracking of the stars allowed them to recognize and anticipate events which occurred over long periods of time, such as eclipses and full moons. They in turn cataloged celestial groups into what we know today as constellations. This is the cross of the zodiac, one of the oldest conceptual images in human history. It reflects the sun as it figuratively passes through the 12 major constellations over the course of a year. It also reflects the 12 months of the year, the four seasons, and the solstices and equinoxes. The term zodiac relates to the fact that constellations were anthropomorphized or personified as figures or animals. In other words, the early civilizations did not just follow the sun and stars, they personified them with elaborate myths involving their movements and relationships. The sun, with its life-giving and saving qualities, was personified as a representative of the unseen creator or god. 
it was known as God's Son, the light of the world, the savior of humankind. Likewise, the twelve constellations represented places of travel for God's Son and were identified by names, usually representing elements of nature that happened during that period of time. For example, Aquarius, the water bearer, who brings the spring rains. This is Horus. He is the sun god of Egypt of around 3000 BC. He is the sun anthropomorphized and his life is a series of allegorical myths involving the sun's movement in the sky. From the ancient hieroglyphics in Egypt, we know much about the solar messiah. In fact, the term horizon comes from the phrase Horus is risen, denoting the sunrise. Hours are also derived from Horus, as it is the sun tracked throughout the day. Also, the term sunset comes from this mythology as Horus' evil brother was known as Set, and Set was the personification of the darkness. In fact, every morning Horus would win the battle against Set, while in the evening Set would conquer Horus and send him into the underworld, hence the term sunset. It is important to note that dark versus light, or good versus evil, is one of the most ubiquitous mythological dualities ever known, and is still expressed on many levels to this day. Broadly speaking, the story of Horus is as follows. Horus was born on December 25th of the Virgin Isis, Mary. His birth was accompanied by a star in the east, which, in turn, three kings followed to locate and adorn the newborn savior. At the age of 12, he was a prodigal child teacher. At the age of 30, he was baptized by a figure known as Anup, and thus began his ministry. Horus had 12 disciples he traveled about with, performing miracles such as healing the sick and walking on water. Horus was known by many gestural names such as the Truth, the Light, God's Anointed Son, the Good Shepherd, the Lamb of God, and many others. After being betrayed by Typhon, Horus was crucified, buried for three days, and thus resurrected. These attributes of Horus, whether original or not, seem to permeate many cultures of the world, for many other gods are found to have the same general mythological structure. Attis of Phrygia, born of the Virgin Nana on December 25th, crucified, placed in a tomb, and after three days was resurrected. Krishna of India, born of the Virgin Devaki on December 25th, with a star in the east, signaling his coming. He performed miracles with his disciples, and was crucified, and in turn, resurrected. Dionysus of Greece, born of a virgin on December 25th, was a traveling teacher who performed miracles such as turning water into wine. He was referred to as the King of Kings, God's only begotten Son, the Alpha and Omega, and many others. He was crucified and in turn resurrected. Mithra of Persia, born of a virgin on December 25th, he had 12 disciples and performed miracles, and upon his death was buried for three days and thus resurrected. He was also referred to as the Truth, the Light, and many others. Interestingly, the sacred day of worship of Mithra was Sunday. The fact of the matter is, there are dozens of virgin-born, crucified saviors from all over the world who fit these general descriptions. The question remains, why these attributes? Why the virgin birth on December 25th? Why dead for three days in the inevitable resurrection? Why twelve disciples or followers? To find out, let's examine the most recent of the solar messiahs.
Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary on December 25th in Bethlehem. His birth was announced by a star in the east, which three kings or magi followed to locate and adorn the new savior. He was a child teacher at 12, and at the age of 30 he was baptized by John the Baptist, and thus began his ministry. Jesus had 12 disciples which he traveled about with performing miracles such as healing the sick, walking on water, raising the dead. He was also known as the King of Kings, the Son of God, the Light of the World, the Alpha and Omega, the Lamb of God, and many, many others. After being betrayed by his disciple Judas and sold for 30 pieces of silver, he was crucified, placed in a tomb, and after three days was resurrected and ascended into heaven. First of all, the birth sequence is completely astrological. The star in the east is Sirius, the brightest star in the night sky, which on December 24th aligns with the three brightest stars in Orion's belt. These three bright stars in Orion's belt are called today what they were called in ancient times, the Three Kings. And the Three Kings and the brightest star, Sirius, all point to the place of the sunrise on December 25th. This is why the three kings follow the star in the east in order to locate the sunrise, the birth of the sun. The Virgin Mary is the constellation Virgo, also known as Virgo the Virgin. Virgo in Latin means virgin. The ancient glyph for Virgo is the altered M. This is why Mary, along with other virgin mothers, such as Adonis' mother Myra, or Buddha's mother Maya, begin with an M. Virgo is also referred to as the house of bread, and the representation of Virgo is a virgin holding a sheaf of wheat. This house of bread, and its symbol of wheat, represents August and September, the time of harvest. In turn, Bethlehem, in fact, literally translates to house of bread. Bethlehem is thus a reference to the constellation Virgo, a place in the sky, not on Earth. There is another very interesting phenomenon that occurs around December 25th, or the winter solstice. From the summer solstice to the winter solstice, the days become shorter and colder. And from the perspective of the northern hemisphere, the sun appears to move south and get smaller and more scarce. The shortening of the days and the expiration of the crops when approaching the winter solstice symbolize the process of death to the ancients. It was the death of the sun. And by December 22nd, the sun's demise was fully realized. For the sun, having moved south continually for six months, makes it to its lowest point in the sky. Here a curious thing occurs. The sun stops moving south, at least perceivably, for three days. And during this three-day pause, the sun resides in the vicinity of the Southern Cross, or Crux, constellation. And after this time, on December 25th, the sun moves one degree, this time north, foreshadowing longer days, warmth, and spring. And thus it was said, the sun died on the cross, was dead for three days, only to be resurrected or born again. This is why Jesus and all the other sun gods maintain this crucifixion, three-day death and resurrection concept. It is the sun's transition period before it shifts its direction back into the northern hemisphere, bringing spring and thus salvation. However, they did not celebrate the resurrection of the sun until the spring equinox, or Easter. This is because at the spring equinox, the sun officially overpowers the evil darkness, as daytime thereafter becomes longer in duration than the night. 
and the revitalizing conditions of spring emerge. The Christmas tree is in the shape of a pine cone, which represents the pineal gland. That's why they typically use a pine tree. And then they put the lights around the tree, and that symbolizes illumination. The gifts go under the tree, and it's the same thing with your anatomy. When you are illuminated, you receive many gifts and abilities. So this holiday season, Conscious Community, those of you who decide to celebrate the Christmas holiday, I want you to understand that this is a metaphysical holiday. It has nothing to do with a person who supposedly lived 2,000 years ago. It's actually showing your own personal illumination. And once you illuminate, you will be bestowed with power from on high. So I hope you have a safe and happy holiday season. Bring in 2021 at the Cosmic Countdown Party. That's right. Every year we host our New Year's Eve party. Doors open at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We present metaphysical information that can change your life and get you ready for the new year. Asal, let's discuss some of the things we're going to have in this party this year. Oh, that's right. We're going to talk about the coming convergence. We're going to talk about COVID-19 and the false flag pandemic. You know, what it's really about and how all these deaths, who's really dying in these deaths. You know, we're going to go over a lot of things. And also, we're going to let you guys know we want to go a step beyond watch night service. This is going to be great. This is going to be epic. It's going to open and blow your mind, give you greater understanding, and bring in a more prosperous new year for you. Because we're going to teach you how to think and how to pull in wealth in the new year. And remember, you're going through the great divide. This is why you have poverty and all this stuff going on right now. Because it's the great divide happening right now in your time. That's right. You do not want to miss this Cosmic Countdown. Link is in the description box below. Click on that and RSVP today. <laughs>